0: Welcome to Unboxed,
1: where we dive into what it means to live engaged.
0: Life is fun, messy, and sometimes challenging.
1: Come grow, learn, and chat with us. We're your hosts, Sarah and Haley. So, Haley, we are roughly four weeks in. Some people are in a little bit longer, some people may be a little bit shorter, but we're roughly four weeks into the COVID-19 situation and the global pandemic that we're all facing right now. And I think some new normals and the reality is kind of settling in for a lot of people right now um, as, you know, schools aren't going back again until next year. And there's just a lot of, um, a lot of us are probably experiencing stress in a different way or, or in a heightened way um, than what they're no- you normally facing in, in everyday life. And so there's just a lot going on.
0: Mm-hmm. There is a lot going on. The Queen I just um, heard a, a pod it wasn't a podcast it was a, a broadcast from the Queen of England talking about the stress that they're experiencing in the UK.
1: Mm-hmm. and
0: we've seen it from our CDC and then uh, President Trump and then um, the governor here in Georgia where we are just kind of talking about this collective stress that mm-hmm. everyone is in. Um, it's it's different for sure. I think we have some parents who never plan to be homeschoolers um, <laughs> mm-hmm. coming out. Um, I've seen a few few memes of, you know, that your teacher now is going to teach you to carry that one there instead of the common core, um, which I find quite comical. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, that it's a really real stress that people, like homeschooling, Figuring out where their kids, what they're gonna do if they're essential workers having mm-hmm. to work, or um, our healthcare workers are under a significant amount of stress going yeah. into life and death situations every day, um, and also just like our, our grocery store workers, our mm-hmm. drugstore workers, like our essential workers, or the people that are still out there in the public, I think that um, that we're under a significant amount of stress would be probably an understatement.
1: Yeah, and and so we wanted to to chat for a little while about how do we manage stress on a good day, and then how do we manage stress during um, all this uncertainty we're facing and in the, in the global stress that we're all facing right now. And, and stress and anxiety is not new to you, Haley. You walk people through this all the time in your practice and as a licensed counselor. So can you give us some kind of define stress and anxiety for us, and, and then we're going to segue into how we, how we manage that mm-hmm. um, in, our, in our everyday life.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that um, stress and anxiety are often used synonymously, mm-hmm. um, that it's something that usually people use those words interchangeably, like I was stressed or I was anxious. And um, the physiological difference between just being stressed or um, really experiencing um, anxiety are very same, similar, so it's really hard to differentiate. Um, but we're going to try just a little <laughs> bit. Um,
1: so they are different.
0: That it's, it's, in some sense, yes, it's a yes and no answer, yeah. but yes, they are different. Um, Dr. Laurel Mellon um, in her book, uh, The Stress Overload, talks a little bit about stress, and she uses a lot of language of stress and neural connections and helping us to manage that. Um, she puts it that stress is our conscious expectations versus our unconscious expectations. Mm -hmm. And so all of that internal conflict is causing that chemical and electrical surges that cause many health issues. We see that with inflammation and all that kind of stuff. And so that kind of angst there and that conflict is causing some of our stress that we're feeling physically. Um, There's other kind of definitions that you can find of people talking that um, stress is something that is like a stressor, something that happens to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Like if you are not doing social distancing, but let's say we're going to the grocery store and you get into a fender bender on the way, that's very stressful. So that yeah. happened to you. Um, what we do with those stressors and how we internalize that um, is really how we kind of differentiate a little bit of anxiety. Um, so our response to that. Um, so that that's kind of, they're very similar, but what we do with the stressors mm-hmm. is is. How I'm going to define the difference between stress and anxiety?
1: So how we respond mm-hmm. to the stress, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that when we hear the word
0: anxiety, um, that's also a very common thing that people use. Like I was anxious, I'm feeling anxiety today, um, all of those things. Um, but I think it's also important that we differentiate between normal anxiety that everyone feels versus like generalized anxiety disorder. Um, and so, those things are very different. It's a big topic. A huge topic, yeah. <laughs> and I think that it it encompasses more than what we're going to cover today, and probably right. we'll cover more about this, but specifically, just kind of give us a bite sized little version today. So, um, anxiety, I think is that everyone has anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, we get anxious about lots of different things. Um, I love the, the research that looks at um, this idea that anxiety is not this good or bad thing, but that like it's this idea that my body is gearing me up for something. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm looking at it as that this is helpful for me, um, then, then that changes the way that our body um, kind of um, looks internally like our cardiovascular system is looking differently, if we're looking at anxiety differently, or stressors. And so, but if I look at them as very detrimental, then, you know, the research shows us that that really does change what's going on internally. I think we might have mentioned some of this research in our self-care podcast, but um, that there was higher death rates for people who thought that um, stress or anxiety was bad for them. And so how we think about, Stress and anxiety is really important, mm-hmm. and so um, seeing anxiety as this not this detrimental thing, but this thing that maybe it's gearing me up to do something. So, like if if a student had it, like a college student had a test, like you want them to be a little bit motivated, right? They're not mm-hmm. gonna be like, yeah, I got nothing to do, <laughs> I don't need to study, I'm good. But you want them to be somewhat motivated. You want to be a little bit anxious to gear up. Um, the difference is, we don't want that to become something that becomes detrimental to how they're living and how they're working and how they communicate with people. Um, That's kind of the difference there. Um, So anxiety is just like all the other emotions. Emotions are data and they tell us something. Mm -hmm. For a generalized anxiety disorder. So anxiety disorders, um, about 40 million people in the United States are struggling with, with some form of anxiety disorder. So they're very common. Um, specifically generalized anxiety disorder um, is characterized by excessive anxiety and worry occurring more days than most um, and we really need to see that for about six months Um, and then we see a lot of restlessness seeing easily fatigued difficulty concentrating very irritable muscle tension sleep disturbances and the, the important thing is that it needs to be causing clinical impairment. Like, it needs to be causing that. Um, and it can't be attributed to kind of other things that you might mm-hmm. be experiencing um, because there's a high comorbidity with other types of disorders mm-hmm. with anxiety. But I think the, the key is, is um, if you're experiencing any type of that, to reach out to someone and be like, hey, I, I think I've been struggling with this. I've been having panic attacks and... I haven't been able to sleep. That would be more in terms of a disorder and things that are really um, affecting the way we function. Versus, we have a short-term stressor that's causing us anxiety and some worry. Mm-hmm. But as soon as those stressors and anxiety go down, uh, those those go away, our anxiety should go back to normal levels.
1: Mm-hmm. So, how we how we view stress and anxiety is important to how our body um, is going to operate mm-hmm. in that. And, and there's a difference in kind of normal anxiety and what we experience in kind of everyday situations of, of like, you know, I gotta prepare for this work presentation or I have to prepare for a test or something, and then a l- prolonged experiences of everyday anxious feelings and, and thoughts and um and, and that impairing are Life, like our work and our sleep, and that's that's gonna um, be harmful to those to those things. So there's a lot of information. It's really big topic. um, Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure that we're all tracking of that. There's there is good anxiety. That's it's normal. It's a normal response to um, something that we need to do or gear up for. And then there's harmful of what it can turn into harmful, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I think that with that turning into.
0: Harmful is, is, like, how we deal with it. So um, we had a self-care podcast that you and I, we did, and we talked mm-hmm. about what we are thinking about. And so if I'm constantly in bed just rolling over the news and worrying, well, what if this happens and what if that happens and mm-hmm. then what if that looks like, then over time that can, that can get to the point that it becomes very um, challenging for people. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Dr. We- Reed Wilson in his Stopping the Noise. Um, he defines what's kind of happening in our brains. Um, and I think that it, it puts us in, kind of gives it a nice comical, but also a realistic uh, kind of spin on what's going on in our brain. Um, so as you're going about your daily life, you're constantly receiving data from the outside world through all the senses, visual, hearing, smelling, touch, and taste. Um, social distancing right now, that's probably all within our house. <laughs> um, so uh, we're like Our four walls. Our four walls, so you're on full walls. This data uh, centers the, enters the brain via the thalamus, a structure sitting on top of the brain stem that both processes and transmits sensory input. If that data received is potentially threatening, that thalamus tosses it over to the amygdala, and the amygdala analyzes the perceived threat deciding just how threatening it might be and how much epinephrine, like think adrenaline, um, is needed to deal with it. The amygdala pages, you know, because we're old school 90s pages, Mm -hmm. the hypothalamus, and the hypothalamus texts, because we're, you know, back in 2020, texts the adrenal glands, and the adrenal glands send an email confirmation. And after the series of split-second exchanges, epinephrine is tweeted. Actually, it's secreted. And this is why you experience the fear response within milliseconds of any perceived threat. Now you're protected and now you've averted disaster yet again. Wow, that's a
1: lot going on in the brain.
0: A lot going on (laughs) in the brain. So think um, when we're worrying, think that our amygdala kind of takes over because it's kind of, it's that protective part of us. Um, Fight, flight, or freeze. And so think... Um, our brain's like, there's a metaphorical bear here, and I'm gonna protect you. Mm-hmm. And so, when we're worrying about things, our brain can't differentiate between that's a metaphorical bear, COVID nineteen, or that is a that is a real bear in front mm-hmm. of me. Um, though COVID nineteen is very scary, mm-hmm. and it makes sense why someone would feel anxious about it. The more I'm laying in bed, and I'm like, well, what if, what if we don't have enough money to to pay the bills, or what if, what are we going to eat, or what does, you know, the more I worry about things that I can't fix in that moment, the more my brain is getting the message, there's lots of bears headed that way, and then I'm feeling, um, I'm feeling that physically, because our body doesn't lie, and Mm -hmm. so we're going to be able to feel those physical feelings, and so that's kind of what's going on in the brain, and what's really important to be able to manage this in a really healthy way um mm-hmm. validating our feelings and being honest but also choosing what we do with that anxiety um physically and then because we also see um that there's high irritability with anxiety so that affects our relationships so um,
1: so if you're if you're married and you're quarantined together right right okay. <laughs>
0: Right, this might be a moment of maybe we should think about how we're dealing with stress mm-hmm. and anxiety. Um, and I, it's actually very true of like yeah. people that you know who are dealing with anxiety or stress that you might notice that the irritability is a little bit higher. And so being able to manage that well um, and be able to, to do that is important. Mm-hmm.
1: So talk to us a little bit about how we manage that stress and anxiety. What, what do we do with all when all of this is... Is going on in our brain and our body's responding, and our, and all of this is happening. How do what do we do with that? I think
0: it's a great question. Um, so uh, sometimes we, we briefly talked about this before. We really want to head for that donut because we're stressed, <laughs> right? Definitely. We, I still I think, want yeah. that donut. Mm-hmm. No one Definitely. has mailed that to the office yet. <laughs> um, but because our brain really wants. Um, it it wants to activate that pleasure center. It wants to have that release. Mm -hmm. Um, And so identifying what in the past we've done to manage um, our stress and that some of those things aren't super helpful. So like some people, when they get stressed or anxious, they um, over function and so they do everything. Like, we have my cleaners, right? They're like, I've cleaned the whole house, <laughs> right? And you're like, just come clean mine, too. No, yeah. that'd be a bad thing. But, like, um, and then we have people that underfunction. They're like, I'm just too overwhelmed. I don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And so we have those extremes. Mm-hmm. And so it's identifying uh, what we do. And so we can overeat, undereat, and knowing that those things aren't necessarily healthy for us. And so recognizing those patterns. And with anxiety what it's really looking for is certainty it's it's, we're looking if I can feel for certain that this is going to be okay then I wouldn't be anxious right it's looking for reassurance like hey you think this is going to be okay right this is we're going to be all right um and it's also like trying to get out of the discomfort because we really don't like to feel those physical feelings that our body Mm -hmm. are feeling and so um those are things that we just need to be mindful of and aware of because oftentimes the things that we've done in the past create these feedback loops that aren't super helpful it might momentarily make us feel a little bit less Mm -hmm. anxious but it kind of continues it because now now that I have created this loop that I really like Krispy Kreme donuts now Mm -hmm. I want donuts when I'm stressed out and our brain has made those associations and it's not necessarily that that's true if we think about it do Krispy Kreme donuts bring happiness <laughs> some people could say yes but do they necessarily make me feel less anxious uh, no and so um, I think sometimes our brains mix associations to things that aren't super helpful mm-hmm. and so I would say one to realize what have we done in the past and what are we currently doing um, the next Thing I would say is that mindfulness is really helpful. Mindfulness is just being present with where we are um, and what we're thinking. Um, a lot of people, with they're feel they're experiencing increased stress or anxiety, they're having more negative thoughts. Um, we've probably jumped to you know, and the zombies are coming, world apocalypse. <laughs> like it's really easy yeah. to catastrophize when we're anxious or like worst case scenarios. Um, but the more negative we think, the more anxious we become. It's also mm-hmm. congruent with um, depression as well. The more negative we think, the more depressed we might feel, um, which is another topic, but it, it <laughs> kind of coincides there. Yeah. And so being mindful of, am I being present? Like, if you're the homeschool mom, like, instead of being like, okay, what what are we going to do for X, Y, Z? I'm going to be present with you know little timmy here and we're we're going to just enjoy trying to read this book for the 500th time <laughs> even yeah. though that might be hard you know and i mm-hmm. think it's kind of being this present and um some of y'all out there have been like well haley that's great my mind is just racing so i don't know exactly what you're talking about this mindfulness business because like i sit down and like i just thought a thousand different things all at once mm-hmm. um i'm laying in bed and it looks like that and i get that like i I walk with that through p- with people all the time and so um it's a skill that we learn and I think it's something that's really important now especially in these times that we learn our mindfulness skills mm-hmm. and, and with that we also want to tap into what we're physically feeling oftentimes people run away from that and um because we don't we think that 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 feels uncomfortable but the more I run away and from that uncomfortable feeling the more i'm creating these loops right so we're learning to kind of tolerate the discomfort in in kind of safe parameters Mm -hmm. we're not worrying about all the stuff because that's going to make us feel more uncomfortable but we're just focusing on what what can i what can i focus on in this moment Mm -hmm. and then i'm i'm just being aware of physically what i see so that's kind of the mindfulness um vein so i would say kind of reviewing that we're going back to what have I been doing to deal with stress or anxiety Um, two am I being mindful Um, and then three I would really look at our thoughts um, which I kind of highlighted within the mindfulness but um, what are we thinking about Mm -hmm. like uh, the last time I used the quote that chasing meaning is better than avoiding discomfort which is by Kelly McGonigal and so if we are chasing meaning in our lives, or if we're going after today, I am, you know, it's it's me and Timmy, and my husband, and we're gonna do this today, and and I'm gonna focus on this today, and this is gonna be where I'm chasing meaning, or this is where I'm gonna be at. Um, for some people, that's faith of, you know, I'm, I'm having my quiet time, I'm, I'm meditating on this particular scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, that's helping us kind of focus on what we're thinking because that's really important. Mm -hmm. If I'm worried, um, if I just choose to run that tape and take that narrative to let that worry run, then I'm just feeding into that anxiety. Um, But it's really important to note that it's not, we're not avoiding, um, avoidance just creates more anxiety because we, we create more loops, but we are being mindful about what we are thinking. We're, targeting and focusing in on that and then we're also being mindful of what we're feeling
1: mm-hmm. that's good mm-hmm. so i think that was number three that was number three yeah, sorry <laughs> so, so. so number three is we're going to be careful of what we're thinking and those negative thoughts and chasing meeting
0: mm-hmm.
1: in that mm-hmm. um what are some other things there's anything else we can do to help manage that stress and maybe from a physical standpoint
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people experiencing stress or anxiety, like you have muscle fatigue, like um, you might have some tightness in your shoulders. A lot of people carry it in their shoulders and their lower back, lower back. So being able to um, stretch, do some yoga, that's really helpful. Exercise, because I really want to dump all of that adrenaline mm-hmm. that's running out of your system. Um, so you're in your your homes, your social distancing gyms are <laughs> not open right now, so you get to make yourself a little mini gym mm-hmm. in whatever room you have. Um, doing something like that's really helpful um, physically, um, and then doing stretches. Um, there's some good videos out there of being able to kind of massage yourself as well, because there's, like I mentioned before, our body doesn't lie, so yeah. we're carrying all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, And some of you collectively sigh because you're like, yes, I can feel that right (laughs) now. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Also, physically, um, deep breathing, um, which you're like, wonderful. That was just deep, right? Deep. Mm -hmm. Um, You feel like that was deep. (laughs) Um, So deep breathing is helpful because uh, when we're stressed or anxious, you might find that you have a lot of shallow breathing. And so we want to put those systems back in play here. Um, parasympathetic and your sympathetic nerve system we want to put those back in line with and sync with each other and so we are um, just breathing deeply and that gives us a sense of control which is good and it helps us with that mindfulness and so using uh, deep breathing techniques there's a lot out there just googling them on youtube or something like that there's a lot of good ones out there Um, there's box breathing and we're just focusing on making sure that that exhale is longer than our inhale, and we're really focusing on that belly breathing. Mm-hmm. If anyone's done any type of yoga, you're like, "Oh, I know what that belly yeah. breathing is." I'm focusing <laughs> on moving my belly up and down, not mm-hmm. not my chest. And so those are really
1: helpful. Yeah. So we're just a review. We're gonna recognize what we've been doing to manage our stress. Um, we're going to work on being mindful, uh, and then we're going to chase meaning. So we're gonna not focus on the negative thoughts. And, and all that, and exercising, stretching, yoga, deep breathing, all of that I think combination of all those things is going to help us manage what we're going through right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in, and I'm just going to throw this out there. Do you think it's important for us uh, adults to do that, of course, but then also for our kiddos? How can we help bring our kids into that? Because I'm sure they're experiencing. They may not be able to recognize what it is, but I'm sure they're experiencing stress and anxiety. Their world's just completely changed for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to uh, maybe a parent, and, and they are struggling with their child and all this?
0: Sure. I think that bringing our kids into the narrative, into the story in age-appropriate ways is really helpful. Um, I do this with adults and with children of, tell me where you feel that in your body, um, and most mm-hmm. people look at me very strangely um, about yeah. that. But physically, where do you feel that? Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel like butterflies in your chest? Or do you feel that? Or having a cartoon picture and being like, okay, where do you feel this? Like, when you're afraid, mm-hmm. where do you feel this? And having them really kind of become attuned to their body, going over those breathing techniques with them mm-hmm. is really helpful. And just being a really a safe space to be able to talk about and give them this, like, mommy and dad or aunt or grandmother, whoever that, you know, whoever's Mm -hmm. over them to say, hey, we're here. You're giving them a safe kind of place to be able to explore their feelings. Um, We're not feeding in and then we're all going to have no food (laughs) um, because those aren't things we're certain of, right? But we can give them of, like, we love you. We care about you. um, We're here for you. And... It is okay, and it's okay to be afraid, but we want you to know that we're here for you. And I think bringing them into that conversation and, and letting them know things we do know of, like, it's really helpful to wash your hands. Mm-hmm. And, like, that gives <laughs> us a sense of control of, I'm washing my hands and I'm doing my part. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, we're, we're not going to touch our face. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, or we may have to stay home for a long time. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. And, and kind of giving them the rationale of, this bro- broader picture of we're staying home because we're caring about our neighbors and our mm-hmm. community because we want to make sure everyone's healthy and kind of giving them these reasons. Um, sometimes that gives them help, um, give them uh, a narrative to kind mm-hmm. of have. Oftentimes some parents are like, because I said so. <laughs> and so, which <laughs> sometimes appropriate, but oftentimes we want to give them, uh, a a rationale that's age appropriate Mm -hmm. because they're going to come up with something yeah well they said so and i don't know the evil covid 19 monster is outside i don't know whatever they come up with so we want to give them age appropriate reasonings we want to give them some sense of control and stability and Mm -hmm. all of that
1: that's great Thank you, Haley. That's a lot of information, and it's really the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's so much more we could say in this topic, and Mm -hmm. who knows, we may even do another follow-up podcast to all of this. But Mm -hmm. um, I do just want to come back to if you are experiencing um, panic attacks or or it's heightened to the degree that you just can't function like you normally would, um, please reach out to somebody. There's some great therapists out there. Um, Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be through. Beacon and, and Haley, but any, anybody out there um, who's a licensed professional counselor can help you walk through and help you manage what's happening um, with you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I just want to echo that of when I was talking about mindfulness and how we think. Um, if you're experiencing anxiety to a clinical level, then that's something that you really need help with, mm-hmm. um, that that's not just like a light switch type thing, mm-hmm. um, changing our, reframing our thoughts figuring out the things that kind of cause anxiety, right? It's just the tip of the iceberg. So I would Mm -hmm. say, like, if you really are experiencing something really hard in in that vein, to reach out. Um, This is not your 10 easy steps and my anxiety goes (laughs) away. Um, That would be New York Times bestseller or something like that. But that is not it. (laughs) Um, That is, please reach out. And then let your family know because a lot of people suffer, you know, alone. And that's unnecessary mm-hmm. because we do need each other during this time. So letting your friends or your family know and be like, "Hey, I'm really struggling. I just wanted you to know that, so that you could be there for me." Or and then just tell them what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a loved one or friends or family or pastor or member, whatever it is. Of if, if you know someone comes up to you, just being empathetic mm-hmm. and kind is very helpful. Um, not saying well you shouldn't feel this way or things like that just really validating their people's feelings
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um and giving them that safe space
1: awesome thank you Haley. and this is awesome Um, i'm gonna go and digest all this information now um with a donut with a donut with a donut yes i think so i think or brownie um awesome thanks so much for tuning in and join us next time as we talk about another lovely topic i'm sure
0: Today's podcast is brought to you by BeaconMHSCounseling.com. Beacon's mission is to help people find hope. If you or someone you know is struggling with stress or anxiety, check them out. They provide services for children, adolescents, and adults. During the wake of COVID-19, they are offering telehealth services to help engage the community and those who are struggling.